Coming up on Brothers Ballin', Brittany Griner. We talk about her release. Coach Prime in Colorado. College football. And a couple more stories. Brothers Ballin', coming at you. Hello, hello, everyone. Once again, Brothers Ballin' coming at you. We are brothers. We are balling on a Friday night. And we have a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about this week in sports. We've had a lot of things uh, transpire, and we are going to talk about them, give our take on them, and kind of spin forward uh, on some of these stories. But before we get started, John, say what's up to the people. How's it going, people? We got a nice show for you. Johnny Boy is feeling better. Let's rock and roll. Can't wait. Funny thing, like you said, rocking. And by the way, you know, it's me, it's Rob. No introduction needed. Rocking, we're going to go first uh, talk about uh, Brittany Griner. Okay. Uh, If you have been aware, Brittany Griner, who was held in a Russian uh, prison for 294 days, mm. has been released, been freed uh, for pretty much having an ounce of cannabis oil, uh, which is ridiculous. Russia, knowing that she was a high-profile athlete, took advantage and gave her a ridiculous sentence. And basically results in the U.S. Uh, exchanging prisoner Brittany Griner for prisoner Victor Bout, a basically a terrorist who was <laughs> who was being held in the United States, has been imprisoned for 14 years. But we get Brittany Griner back and we give Russia a terrorist. So, John, what are your thoughts on, one, Brittany Griner being freed, and then, two... Uh, how this whole thing kind of transpired. What, what What are your thoughts? Man, so... <laughs> um, I'm happy that Brittany is, is back home, but I feel like our negotiation skills as a country is horrible. Like... Okay. You know, I know the folks have been talking about Whelan, and Whelan has a checkered past, but there are other POWs that the Russians have. We could have got Griner and somebody else um, for for the merchant of war, this arms dealer, which ironically, I don't know if you got a chance to watch Nicolas Cage movie that he did about an arms dealer. It's based on that guy. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage's yeah. movie. Um, I'll get the name here shortly, but he did a movie which is based on this per- on um, Stout. And I don't know. I just felt like Granted, now he he's been in our custody for years. He was supposed to serve a twenty-five year sentence, and I think he served something like what was it eighteen or nineteen years? I think it was. I think it turned out to be fourteen years. Yeah. So that he served. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that we could have got more. Uh, we could have got more for for that guy. <laughs> so so that's like so that's like that's like the Lakers. That's like the Lakers giving. It's like the Lakers giving um, LeBron away for a second round pick. And, and hey, hey, that's like the Lakers trading LeBron to the Hornets for Kelly Oubre and a second round pick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, come on. That was just, it was just a bad, it was a bad deal. But now, granted, I feel that there were political motivations for this because absolutely, absolutely because the Democrats. So we don't really like to talk about politics on the show. We like to focus on sports. But one thing I do want to say is the Democratic Party is getting ready for 2024. Mm-hmm. That's the next big election, and they want to build the points. They want to build points mm-hmm. to say, hey. And I tell people this all the time. You want to look at the last two years before it's, ele- before it's election time. The parties want to build points 
to let you know, hey, look what we did for you. We did blah, 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 and just lay it out for you doing the campaign trail. Because you know campaigning is going to kick off in the middle of next year. God mm-hmm. willing. And so I feel that that's part of the reason why. Now, granted, she's home. You know, do the ladies in WA? And, and, and here's the thing. When we talk about the WNBA, the WNBA is operating at a deficit. The NBA yeah. has to – the full operating cost – of the WNBA, I think I read somewhere it was something like forty or fifty million mm-hmm. for a season, and, and and that's all the salaries, you know, stadium rent and all that stuff they have to pay. And yeah. the NBA has to subsidize this, right? Mm-hmm. The issue, and you know, I said this before: women don't women don't want to see women are not interested in seeing women play basketball because WNBA was made for women to go out and support other women. Women are showing you that they prefer to go to the men's game, right? Mm-hmm. Even, even, even female reporters, you look at the female reporters who report, where do you see a lot of the female reporters reporting? They rather report on the men's game. You don't see. I it. mean, I don't know if they'd rather report on the men's game, but okay. like the men's game you see is Malika more high Andrews, profile. You see Malika Andrews like, oh man, I can't wait to do a WNBA game. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but think about it. A lot of times it's during the summer, right? Right. So they're playing during the summer when the guys are in in the off season. So you're not going to. And a lot of those Listen, people, like the, the WNBA, big, I guess needs to get sexy. Oh, well, this is a, this is a totally different show. Listen, this is a Listen. totally different show. Hey, this has nothing to do with Brittany Griner. Listen, it has a lot to do with Brittany Griner. No, it does in not. In order for the listen, and I'm going to say this, and people may say that I'm being sexist or whatever. In order for the dim, in order for the WNBA to have success, they need men to help them in that success. They need men to go to the games because the only men that go to the games that you see. Are, are NBA players. You see a lot of NBA players go to WNBA games. Mm-hmm. They need more men to go. Whether whether they do father-daughter night or do whatever type of advertising to get men to come to their games. Because again, women are not supporting them. W- Listen, Rob, this right here tells you, tells you all you need to know. More women will spend time watching Housewives of Atlanta than going to a WNBA game. Well, because uh, a lot of women are not necessarily sports fans. Like women who are sports fans, but you see them at the, at, at, at the men's game. You see them at the. They come to the it, men's game. Listen, I'd say this in droves. I, I think women are uh, WNBA players. Those women are some of the best athletes that we they have are. on this planet. But I want to see them succeed. Yeah, basketball is a game where basketball accentu- like, accentuates the male biological advantages that they have over women. Men run faster, they're stronger, they jump higher. So watching an NBA game is always going to be more aesthetically pleasing than watching a WNBA game. And that's not sexist. That's just the way it is. Basketball accentuates a male's biological advantages, okay? If you're faster, if you're jump higher, if you're quicker – it's going to be advantageous for you to play basketball because it accentuates those, those attributes. So, yeah, watching an NBA game is always going to be more exciting. The thing is, is that the NBA, the WNBA, the draw for them is that you have a lot of uh, unknown, really talented female basketball players. You have a lot players. of talented female basketball players. Yes. And, you know, it's a shorter season. Uh, so it, so it's not as much of a grind. It doesn't take up as much time. And it's really more for like basketball aficionados who want that, who want that basketball fix during, during the summer. They right. can get it Let's, with the okay, WNBA. Rob, so, so to your point, it's at a prime time in the year. You're not competing with the NFL. Not necessarily not, prime time though, not, but like the summertime, how right. many fans, like we just, like you think about it in the summertime, you just ended play. You just ended the uh, NBA season, the NFL season. You just had the draft. Um, you had March Madness a couple of months earlier end. So, like most sports fans, like for me, I'm like, okay, this is my off season too. 
I've watched a lot of sports. I can take a chill pill. If I want to watch a WNBA game during the summer on a random night in July, then fine, I can do it. But no, it's not. But I mean, you would rather you would rather uh, Rob be honest. You would rather watch the movie than watch the WNBA game. No, no, no. I mean, like depends what movie it is. If it's a really if it's a really good movie, I want to see. And there's a, a random WNBA game on. I, would I watch the movie? Maybe, probably. But for the most part, it's like if you if you want your fix, fix of basketball, the WNBA right. feels. I that just think advertising. Not, I I think the WNBA needs to adjust their advertising and adjust it and make it more appealing to men. I, listen, <laughs> how do we Rob, get to this point? We're talking listen, about Brittany Griner. I understand and her are, freedom. No, we are talking about Brittany Griner, but. The, there's a bigger issue. The WNBA, the reason why, and the players can complain all they want, they want more money. No, I mean, they can get, got, like, they have to, got they, to they gotta, look, right. They have to they, generate money. You got to generate money. And, and, and I believe what the WNBA needs to do is the people who are in charge of the, of the WNBA have to, you have what, 20 plus years of data. Mm-hmm. Look at your, your female participation, your male participation, Right. Mm-hmm. When the WNBA started, it started off really good the first couple of yeah. years. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, it just bottled out. And here's my thing. You have more athletic, mm-hmm. more talented women now than you did back yes. then. You had like probably like 10 females tops that were like, and most of the other women were just old who've been playing overseas for years who were just happy that the America had something for them to play. But mm-hmm. like now you have you have a lot of talented um young young ladies who could ball out, who can ball. Yeah. And it's like tanking, like they're playing, they used to play in NBA stadiums, they're not playing in um NBA G League stadiums. Like like here in Atlanta, the yeah, female college, team is playing college park, is playing yeah. in College Park. Yeah. Right? They were playing uh, well before it became State Farm, they were playing in Phillips Arena for, for a while. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't afford it anymore, so they went down to College Park. Yeah, right. And so again, I think that the people, you know, you know, for Brittany Griner, here's the thing: these women are going to go overseas because in overseas they pay, right? Yeah. Because those mm-hmm. leagues generate money. That's the reason why they're yeah. able to pay. Mm-hmm. And I listen. I guarantee you, someone has said Brittany Griner will never go back to Russia. I think she will. No, I would hope not. Like after no, that, not now, not, not now, not now. She should never go back. Why would she step? Right. Why would she want to step? They pay well, though. I don't care. They're one of the leave. countries that pays very, very well. Yes, but then you have to spend almost a year in prison. Forget it. Well, she, she spent a year in prison on something that she, you know, she thought she can get away with because she's or American. something that was Rob, planted on her. We don't even know no, what the no, situation she, was. She had the cartridges. She. She admitted to having the cartridges. She just thought that she she thought that it was below their limit, and it wasn't. But there is like it seems like Russia kind of creates laws on its own. It's like a country right. with no laws. But my thing is, the point that was made is that the war in Ukraine was on was in its infancy when the when she was in Russia. A mm-hmm. lot of players took off and left Russia. When the war started, mm-hmm. okay, and I think it would have been like I think it would have been smart for Brittany to see the tea leaves, read the tea leaves, and take off and go and and you know leave the country. I understand you you're here to make money, but you're in a country you are not familiar with the their type of government. You know you have a country that is led by a a guy in Victor in uh, Vladimir Putin who really doesn't have any kind of respect for laws or respect for any kind of procedure, you know, procedure. He is, I mean, basically like a tyrant, basically. So if you understand that, you know, you understand what situation you're in. I know she's comfortable. She's been there before. You've got to get the heck up out of there. Or somebody in her party should have instructed her. You've got to get out of here. You know, that's, that's what's, you know, was unfortunate. And I think, at the end of the day, you I understand she's there trying to make money, you know, for her family. But 
in a situation like that, you've got to get the heck up out of there. And uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Right. I understand you want to make money, but literally that decision results in her being in prison for close to a year and a terrorist being returned to a terroristic country. So you don't know what the remedy. We, we're not going to know the ramifications of this prison swap or pris- prisoner exchange for years to come because we have no idea what Victor Bout's going to be doing in Russia once he gets back there. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy that Brittany Garner is back with her family, but it's troubling because the trade that took place could potentially not only affect this war that's currently ongoing, but have uh, pretty, you know, huge effects down, down the line. Mm-hmm. And Russia knows that they basically pull the stunt. You imprison somebody unjustly in order to get back a <laughs> some kind of, you know, terror. Merchant of death. <laughs> yeah, basically, they get the merchant of death. We get a WNBA, you know, basketball player back. You know, and yes, I believe it's 100% political. Okay, this is a purely political move. It doesn't make the U.S. government look strong at all. Okay, they look they look quite weak. I, I would think in the eyes of a lot of countries to even be dealing with Russia in that um, aspect. But you know, this is just go. It's crazy because there is a point. I'm happy that she's back, but the fact that she that we gave gave Russia a terrorist back right. is not a thing to be celebrated. Okay, yep. don't let that fact be missed. Okay, I don't know if, you know, the war probably got more dangerous uh, the, you know, earlier this week by allowing this guy to be out. Oh, yeah. And um, now he's out, so so you know he's about to make weapons of mass destruction for Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is... And Ukraine is looking like... And Ukraine's looking like... Like, U.S., really? Yeah. This was the best yeah. deal you could broker? Yeah. So, I, I, I just think, yeah, that's a really, really tough situation. But, you know, the first thing, happy to have her back, uh, I would, if I'm Brittany, yeah, I'm not going back to Russia. Okay. You better, if you can go to another country to make your money during the offseason, during the WNBA offseason, she, I would hope, would not be um, going back to Russia at all. So um, hopefully, you know, I don't know. This, like I said, we don't talk, like you said, we don't talk politics on the show. But the fact of the matter is this. There's a lot that's still going to, I think, unravel from this prisoner swap. Um, oh, uh, listen, you know. 100%. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. You know, his, it, it, and I'm going to say this just, 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 just in closing. I'm happy that she's home. I hope what I want to see is, is I, I want to see the women's game succeed, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see, see WNBA be as popular as women's soccer. Like women's soccer has a good... Mm-hmm. It's a very good turnout because mm-hmm. they win and they get a good turnout. Yeah, uh, but the woman, the woman's basketball team wins consistently. Yeah, but the thing is that they have horrible turnout. Like even, like even yeah. in the smaller stadiums, for example, College Park. Um, the other day, I looked at the the number of fans who came to get. First of all, that stadium holds five thousand people. Mm-hmm. Okay, they yeah. had they had at a game. I was look, I was looking at some of the numbers at some of the games. They had 2,100 people at the game. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. It's the summertime. People aren't watching a lot of basketball during the summertime. And there's sports fans like, they're watching. Dirt, like tickets are the price of a WNBA ticket. Rob, you can sit courtside at a WNBA game. Me and Janae, once I went to WNBA game, we sat, Rob, one row behind courtside mm-hmm. at a WNBA game for $15 each worth well. of popcorn. With a free well, popcorn. Yeah. Well, then you should be at every game. Well, I know. Yeah, if, well, I, I know for this upcoming season, because Janae has asked, I'm going to take her to a, a, a couple of games. Because, um, because mm-hmm. like, Rob, you can get, you can get like courtside seats there. And, and, and this is when you know it's bad. When the tickets to your event are on Groupon. And Groupon is giving you <laughs> Groupon is giving you free popcorn, free hot dog, free soda with a ticket to the game. And you can't mm. sell out the place. 
I don't know. It's, that's tough. That's, that's tough listen, to me. They are great athletes, but basketball is not the game for you to say, you know, it's just men are going to look better playing basketball than women. Right. That's, but the thing that's is, like, that's, there's no, I feel that in order, if, if, if their goal is to save the WNBA, they're going to need men's help and they're going to need men to spend yeah, they money. Need more, yeah, so they whether need more they attendance. do father, daughter, you know, they do some special I'm father, pre- daughter I'm thing. Pretty, I'm pretty sure they do. Well, I don't see the advertisements and I'm signed up wow. in his thing. I'm signed up with, with um, Hawks and everything Hawks in general. I get, okay. I get, I get College Park, I get College Park Skyhawk offers. Um, I get Hawks all mm-hmm. every once in a while. I'll see uh, a WNBA offer, but it's not as consistent. I, I get more College Park Hawks stuff during their season than I mm-hmm. do WNBA stuff. So they're missing something when it comes to advertising, and I think they need to do. They need to find a way of how do we get more men to come, to, you know, to eat, spend time with their daughters or do, hey, fathers, you know, bring the girls out uh, day. Like bring, mm-hmm. you know, bring bring your daughter and her friends to the game. You guys get a free something. They got to do something to generate um, people to spend money for mm-hmm. the game. The goal yeah. is because, Rob, I listen. I guarantee you, if the NBA came out with a summer league, think about it, Rob. Just look at the summer league games that we watch. Mm-hmm. They're packed. Yeah, they're small arenas, and you have guys that have a following. So, for example, like you can just think about next season. Victor Wembanyama is going to get drafted, oh, yeah. and he. Hey, you want to go to Vegas? Who, I'm not going to Vegas. No, I already no. have a trip planned for the summer. Um, no, like you know, during the week, I got. I got a good deal on a. No, I don't want to go. Not during the summer. I'm not going to. I'm not going to Vegas. Okay. I'm going to see him live. Yeah, you can see see him live. But you know about him. There's like buzz around him, things of that nature. You know, that's just what it is. Like, it's going to be extremely difficult to duplicate that. So we'll see. Um, Mm. So that's on Brittany Griner. We also this week, uh, Deion Sanders, coach, mm. a mm. former mm. coach of Jackson State University, HBCU, uh, is now the coach of the Colorado Buffaloes of the Pac-12. Mm. So the question, of course, Deion Sanders, you know, a famous athlete, famous uh, college football player, famous, uh, you know, NFL player, NFL legend, one of the best corners to ever play. Uh, in the league, uh, some would say the best corner to ever play in the NFL. Uh, he is now the coach of Colorado. And the question is, what do you think this does for African-American head coaches in D1 football? I think it, I think it's, to me, it's great. I'm happy for Dion. Mm-hmm. I think Dion's going to open the door for more African-Americans to get jobs um, in college football. Okay. Um, I think it's, you know, especially players who've played at some level, some level of football. You know, Dion has a following. Like, like, listen, I would love to see Ray Lewis Mm -hmm. coaching a team, coaching a team someday. Actually, I would love Ray Lewis to do the same thing that Dion did, go to the HBCU, Coach at HBCU and get picked up um, at a, you know, at a Division One, you know, Pac-12, Pac-10. I don't think these guys are ready for the SEC yet. Um, I do, I do feel that you know, I would love to see some black coaches in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, I feel with what Dion has done. So, so, so you know, Dion is getting a lot of slack, and I, and I just watch something before we got on uh-huh. how because you know the celebration bowl is in atlanta in a week mm-hmm. yeah tickets are sold out mm-hmm. um i was trying to see if there were i kind of wanted to go because because i haven't seen jackson state live i've mm-hmm. only watched them on tv i, I kind of wanted to go to see them mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna still try i'm gonna try to see if i still because usually you can get tickets aftermarket you could you can get some good deals at, at, at every now and again yeah um but 
the president apparently is not allowing him to coach the Celebration Bowl. No, and he shouldn't coach the Celebration Bowl. He shouldn't. Like, he is now, he was officially named the right. coach of the Colorado Buffalo. So that's it. That, that That's quite common for yeah. coaches who take a job during, you know, after the regular season ends to go ahead and not coach the bowl game. For what? I mean, there's no reason for him to coach the bowl game. Right. Well, it's over. I I agree with you, mm-hmm. but I just think for what he did, they they should make an exception to allow him to coach to coach. No, because no, I don't because, agree. Because it's more than football with those kids. He he did a lot for them in terms he of did. life in general. Yeah, he did. He you can't say a lot of notoriety. Can't say any other coach. Years. You can't say any other coach. And also for what he did, he gave up half his salary. He paid. For their out of his own pocket, their um, rec room at JSU mm-hmm. came out of, that came out of his pocket. Yeah, think about that. For that. How many how many D one schools right. have to have their coach give money back in order to right. for them to upgrade their rec room? So he's yeah. done a lot for those kids. And so I feel. I think, and so I feel because and, and so to me, like I get it. He took he took the job. We knew it was coming. We knew. Mm-hmm. Like I like I told you, the many I, I, I was like, listen. He just he just needs to build his resume. He's building his resume mm-hmm. for a D one job. I I knew that the minute he stepped foot, and he had an undefeated season. I feel that the that for what he's done because there's no other coach you can say in college football that that has done what he's done at that school. Like mm-hmm. like like Debo like Dabo Sweeney ain't doing that at Clemson. Um. What, like paying for anything? No, but that's the thing. Like HB, a lot of those HBCUs, they don't have the funds. Like Clemson mm. will never need that. Like the Harris stuff is already top notch yeah. before Devil Sweeney even shows, you know, shows up. Right. But I think he brought a lot of notoriety to HBCUs. You see a mm-hmm. lot of like the NBA, NFL making, you know, you know, moves and uh, he funding also, HBCU he also, initiatives. He was the catalyst of getting ESPN to sign that multi-year deal for JSU to show some JSU games. Of course, yeah. Right? Now that he's gone, right. the the lore well, is not is not there. Right, but the deal the deal still in place, I, I, and I think the deal goes to twenty twenty seven. Will Will ESPN renew after twenty twenty seven? I don't know. Absolutely, absolutely not. There's <laughs> no. There would have been no interest without him. He brings a lot of right? buzz, and I think I think he's going to bring a lot of buzz to Colorado. Oh. I don't think I don't think they're going to be winning not only ten that, games a year. This brother, but, listen. Dion hasn't Dion hasn't coached the game yet. The top twenty recruit for the twenty twenty five class has has already committed to Colorado. Yeah, kids like he he has swag. Yeah. Uh, he knows how to appeal to the young athlete, and I think that's gonna work well for him at, at Colorado. I think he's gonna do a very good job at Colorado. Now I don't see him winning, you know, titles, yeah. but Winston Winston you know. Watkins Jr. committed. Yeah, he's part of the elite. 2025 wide receiver class top 20. He, 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 yeah, he, he, his first, he had previously committed to Texas A&M. He told Texas A&M mm-hmm. to kick rocks. He's going to Colorado. That's so good. Listen, good for him. There's going to be some other players. I think, I think there's going to be a couple, couple, listen, he's going to get talent to Colorado. Mm-hmm. He, be, yeah. be, because of his aura, who he is, he's going to get talent to Colorado. I guarantee you after this after, after this first season he he may have the best recruiting class coming into the 20 the um 2024 season. Okay. The, I think the I think the 20, 2024 season Colorado will probably be in the top 10 okay. in the recruiting class because he's at he's at and and again all the work that he did at JSU with the new facilities, all that, the new stadium, all that he's helped. You know, I just feel like for what he did, they, they should at least let him coach this, this last game. I, I get disagree. It. I get I it. I disagree. You say you disagree. I get it. But I just feel because of what he did, mm-hmm. I feel that they should at least let him. He, he asked to do it and they told him, no, fine, whatever. Move on. Um, but I think that Colorado, listen, I don't expect Colorado to make noise after, um, you know, because this season is almost over. We're, we're about to get in 2023. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting Colorado. Um, I'm expecting Colorado to be 
even. You know, I, I don't know how many games they play next season. You know, I would 12, say twelve. You know, twelve games, maybe like 12. seven. You know, they go seven and five. I think they went what three right. and nine this past oh, year, yeah. or four and eight. They've been bad so, for a while. Yeah, yeah, they've been bad. If they go seven and five, if they go seven and five, that's a win. Massive. That's a win. They'll Massive go to a win. bowl game. They'll go to, they'll go to the Bahama, Bahama Mama, Bahama Mama Freeze Bowl. Um, but after that, that recruiting class is gonna get good, and Colorado yeah. may be a powerhouse again. And here's the thing. Oh boy, powerhouse. That's saying a lot. Rob, listen. But here's the thing. Colorado is Colorado is paying him thirty million dollars because they're gambling that his that his involvement with the school will generate over three hundred million. Yes, I think because he talked yeah. about you know boosters. They got boosters committing money now because at mm-hmm. the end of the game is these nil con- nil con- uh, um contracts. So that's that's going to play a big thing as well for these players. But uh. His son is going, and also um, the brother that he recruited. Um, oh, oh uh, Hunter. Hunter is yeah. going to Colorado as well. Yeah, and that's that better for him. Oh, yeah. That's better for him for his career because that's going to be a good but, way for him Rob, to play against someone, some. I D1. remember. I remember last season. Did it? Somebody on this podcast say he was going to be a one and done. You get no credit for that. The only reason why is because Dion left. <laughs> and mm. and that, someone nope. did it, didn't someone sit here and say he was you don't get any, done. You get you get oh. no credit. And I don't I don't even recall you saying that. And if if oh. you did, I don't think it meant him obviously leaving with Dion. Nobody knew that when he was gonna leave, but of One course it's done. I know I said it. I mean it's a it's a it's a smart move. Like you can't like you're paying Division Two, like you can't uh, be uh, really assessed by NFL scouts playing a lower level of college football. He had to get to a D1 program. I'm happy that he will be playing at a D1 program so he can show what he's about. Okay, so I think in, in the end, the hope is that Deion Sanders will, you know, his hiring will bring shed more light on the disparity between uh, African American coaches and. Uh, you know, white coaches in college football. Okay. Yeah. I think I think, him I, think more. I think he's a we'll better hire. I think uh Deion Sanders is a better hire at Colorado than Hugh Freeze will be at Auburn. Okay. I'll just say that. Yeah. And we'll just and we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So um still keeping in college football, the college football playoff has now been decided. Number one Georgia will take on number four Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And num- and number two Michigan will take on number three TCU. Now yep. Michigan and Georgia are the only two undefeated teams left. Uh, they both are were undefeated during the regular season and won their conference championship. TCU lost their conference championship game, but did hold on to the number three seed in the college football playoffs. While Ohio State uh, lost their season finale to Michigan and will now play Georgia in the. Uh, National semifinal. So, John, what is, what are your expectations when it comes to uh, these two games, and then how this is all going to shake out? Uh, you know, pertaining to the college football playoff. Well, I know for a fact, Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban, they're going to be barking at, at the expansion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, Alabama Eight was teams. not one of the top. Alabama was not one of the top four teams. Alabama right. has nothing to, to to complain about this year. They right. can just go ahead and go in a corner, play play in the Sugar Bowl, and be happy. Your yep. team was not. Your team should have lost three or four games this year. Yep. So keep it moving. Agreed. Um, what I think is going to happen. Um, listen, I think Ohio. I think CJ Stroud is a is a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. But he's going up against Georgia. I expect Georgia to take care of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And I expect Michigan to take care of TCU. TCU is a good team. Yeah, they're a good team. Their quarterback is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not forget. Um, and I don't know if you know the story. Like he had like heart surgery a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And for him to be playing football is it, it, it's, it's it's nothing short of a miracle. Yeah, for him to be playing football. Um, but I but I expect Michigan to beat them 
to beat them convincingly. I think Michigan will beat them convincingly. Yeah, I think so. And I expect I think Ohio State and Georgia will be a closer game, but I think Yeah. But I think Georgia will beat them by at least ten points. Yeah, I think Georgia um, beats them. Uh, I think and Michigan then we, and then we got Michigan that now here's the thing. I don't know I can't give you a decision on who's the national championship. But I, I, I see it as UGA and Michigan are playing. Yeah, UGA and Michigan will, will play. I think I think UGA will beat Ohio State. I'm expecting Michigan to handle um, TCU pretty decisively. And I think Georgia is going to beat Michigan in the national title game. Any ending that doesn't result in Georgia winning the title will be a surprise to me. Now, it won't be like one of the all-time great upsets, but I think UGA consistently, right. as long as they are able to move the ball, and UGA um, would be a on the ground because 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 we haven't had a back to back winner in, in a while. Well, you had uh, Clemson win back to back with Deshaun Watson and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Was that back to back, or did they lose and then win again? No, they went like three years in a row. I think they lost the first one and won the next two. Clemson. Yeah, I, I have to so, check that. Yeah. yeah, so I know they, they had a three year run. Yeah, they had a three year run. Yeah, I th- and I think, you know, UGA has what it takes to be that back-to-back champion. They're the most No, they had a four-year team. run because they lost they lost one. Well, they I think they lost uh, they lost I know Trevor Lawrence lost one. Yeah, he lost one. And so Deshaun had, Watson lost one. Yeah, but Deshaun Watson, I believe, won one too. Yeah, he did. With uh, Clemson. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, could have been a four a, a four-year run, but I think that the Georgia Bulldogs have what it takes. They don't have the dynamic quarterback. You know, Stetson Bennett is a good college quarterback, um, but they do it with the, with their running game. They do it with the defense, and I think that's what's going to carry them in the uh, game against Ohio State. I think that will also carry them against Michigan. Michigan is a tougher team. They're faster than they were last year. Nope, so Michigan, Rob, remember they did not. The last time we had a back-to-back winner, was 2011-2012 Alabama. Okay. So, so, so they won in 2016, lost in 2017, mm-hmm. won in 2018, and then they lost to LSU in 2019. 2019. Joe Burrow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so they so – they, I know one of them was a pretty decisive blowout um, yeah. for Clemson. But, you know, I am looking for Georgia to be – uh, back-to-back champions. I think they're the best team in college football. Michigan is a very good team. Man, but I miss the BCS, got... though. No, you don't. That's ridiculous. Yeah, in the, um, the BS? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I definitely – I mean, good conversation when it comes to who's going to win the championship. I see Georgia um, becoming the national championship, national champions again uh, and moving on. I, w- um, I would love to see Georgia win again. It would yeah. be good. It would be good, A, for the state. Um, yeah. Also, it'd be good. It'd be good State. to have a back. It would be good to have a back-to-back champion. State of champions, Kirby Smart. You know, he learned from one of the best in, in Nick Saban, and has brought that magic over to Athens. I'm very excited. I think, somebody, um, I, I think what someone. I think what someone needs to do next is look at the Saban tree, and then count the championships from the tree. Um. The I think Kirby Smart's the only one from the tree winning winning titles. I don't see anybody else from the tree winning titles. They have all left. I gotta go back. Hadn't... I gotta go back to the LSU days to see who he had as assistant coaches, because I could have sworn he had somebody else. I could have sworn Les Miles came out of the saving tree. You're crazy. Les Miles came from the saving tree. Les Miles almost as, as old as Nick Saban. Yeah, but I think he came out of the saving tree. Les Miles, who who's eating, who was last seen eating grass in Kansas. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so that's the uh, topic on college football. We're going to move over to a sport we don't talk about much. Mm. That's baseball. Uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, well, um, I think before we go, Aaron Judge, Major League team spent $1.6 billion in uh, contracts. So I think mm-hmm. um, base- baseball's economy is pretty healthy. One of those contracts, Aaron Judge, uh, nine years. Mm-hmm. Nine years, three hundred and sixty million. And Are the Yankees? Can you tell the audience how old Aaron this? Judge is? Aaron Judge turns thirty-one in April, and so this I'm contract guessing, will take him to so he's 40, forty. And I'm guessing in about five or six years, this is going to be a bad contract. Um, 
He's a power hitter. Uh, power hitters don't normally age well. I'm thinking you may get a good three, four years from this contract. A forty plus, a forty plus home runs, and then after that, a good thing. Of like, yeah, of like MVP caliber Aaron Judge for three or four years. After that, Yankees are going to have to bite and eat the rest of that contract, you know, because they are not, uh, they have not done a good job of uh, drafting, developing, and bringing up guys. You remember their last dynasty? You had homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. Jeter, Posada, you know, Brian Rivera. Rivera. Like you had homegrown talent that was able to win and consistently win and not, you know, kind of uh, break the bank because they're so, you know, desperately having to pay these guys and having to import uh, free agents. So interesting how that will end up. But I mean, I just don't understand. Like Xander Bogart signed an 11 year contract. Mm-hmm. And Trey Turner signed it. I don't understand, you know, I'm why these players Turner are signing these, these long. Like, why? Why as an athlete would you sign a ten-year contract? And of course, what you know why? Why, why because is the that? money is guaranteed? Yeah, the money's guaranteed, but the money's guaranteed in the NBA. You don't see guys signing for ten years. It's because you're taking these guys. No. That at a certain age they're not going to be productive anymore. Okay, so Aaron Judge is ensuring that when he retires, he's going to be paid like one of the best players in the in Major League Baseball because the Yankees are literally going to have to play three seasons of that, uh, where it's just you know not good production from Aaron Judge, and that that can be a problem for baseball. I'm guessing in the near future. Uh, Owners are going to hold out for something because of that nonsense. But nine years, 360. Aaron Judge got his money. I'm happy. Yankees are, you're a good team. You're not, you can't still can't beat the Astros. Um, so moving on, we had hey, some. In- you thought, you thought that was a, you thought that was a big contract. We got to, let's not skim over what the Mets paid Roland, which I thought was, was too much. Two <laughs> years, 80. 86 million for a 41 year old. Yeah, he's getting 42 the first year, 44 the second. Like, he's a good, he's a good pitcher, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, well, I mean, New York is an expensive place to live. New York York is real expensive. So, uh, you know, he has a lot of money, but, you know, you may get a good first half of the season for that. He's 41, so he may get injured and collect his 42 million. No, Um, I I think, I think, here's the thing. Pitchers, pitchers age well in in, in in baseball. They're not going to age well in their forties. I'm sorry, his uh, he's going to get jacked up pretty good. So, um, he, but he'll make his money forty four million, you know, eighty six million over two years. That that should be a nice nest egg. He'll he'll retire well, and you know, you know, he and his wife and his you know, children can chill and some, some nice you know New York condo and eat you know filet mignon all day. I don't know. Um, so that's baseball. We talked college football. We talked uh, WNBA with with Brittany Griner, and obviously we got to talk some NFL, right? Um, Wait, hold on. This week, we didn't say you we didn't really answer the Aaron Judge question. Like, what's the? Well, you you answered it. To, my point to, to what Aaron Judge did is I'm I'm happy for the brother. He held out. Remember, because last year he was offered a two hundred and fifteen. $220 million deal. He said no. And he bet on himself. And he added an additional $130 million to what he was being offered last season. So kudos to the brother. You know, he held he held out. Because a lot of times I'm always leery of guys betting on themselves. Because mm-hmm. you, you don't know what could happen to a player. And he bet on himself and he won. Um, so yeah, he won and he had, and he won season. big, he won big and he had the best season of his life. He's probably never going to match that season again. No, and, no, and, no and yeah, the contract benefits him. That's the only person that's, that's benefited. The Yankees are not going to benefit from his contract. And like I said, about four or five years, it's not going to be beneficial for the Yankees. So as a Yankee, as a man, I'm happy for him as a Yankee fan. Yeah, it's going to be tough because you have to play a guy. You pay him that much money. You're almost obligated to play him. Um, but it's not going to be pretty as that contract uh, gets closer to the nine-year mark. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we talked. We want to talk some NFL this week. We had some injuries. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo 
uh, injury was a huge injury for San Francisco. The 49ers, for, in a lot of people's eyes, were seen as one of the favorites to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. But his broken foot, you know, which is not as serious as they thought it was, is going to sideline him sideline him for the remainder of the regular season and potentially around in the playoffs. Round or two uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, round, yeah, round or two in the uh, playoffs. Uh, now, with that being the case, are the Niners no longer a top two or three favorite to win the NFC? Would you, would you agree with that? I, I don't want to say that yet because I haven't seen the other guy play yet. Mm-hmm. Brock uh, Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Now, Brock Purdy gives me Taylor Heineke vibes, um, but he has, oh but he has, but he has better talent. Mm-hmm. He has better talent surrounding him. The thing is that the Niners have playmakers. The okay. Niners have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. I am hesitant to say, um, because because here's the thing: this the team that they're going to play has had a week to scout them and see what they're all about. Mm-hmm. Um. And if he performs well, you know, that's great. I'm actually surprised that Kyle with as with as poorly as um as poorly as uh Matt Ryan has looked in Indianapolis mm-hmm. that you know there wasn't a phone call to Matt and say, Hey Matt, man, why don't you try to see if they they can let you go, and we just pick you up off the waiver wire. No, um, a because I, Matt Ryan has because a Matt Ryan has played with him. Matt mm. Ryan knows what he. Matt Ryan. Here's the thing. I just think Matt Ryan is in a bad situation. I didn't like him going to going to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. They don't have what the 49ers have. I think that he, he being that he knows Kyle, and he knows, and it's basically sort of the same offense with just with, with just different players in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just bode well for him to ask, because here's the thing, I, I I believe the Colts would, if he came to the office and said, hey, just let me go, mm-hmm. I think I think they would. I think they would. Because right now, they're not making the playoffs. There's, there's really no need to play him right now. Yeah, but why wouldn't you play him? Because you don't have the quarterback of the future on the roster. All right. You you don't. So play yeah. the guy, play his backup. You're, you're not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're not going anywhere. Okay. You know, so there's really no need to play him. Like the Rams. Like I'm looking at the Rams. There's no need to play uh, um, Stafford. Stafford at all. Yeah, he's injured and they're likely not going to play him. Like right. they're four and nine. And you're not making the playoffs. Over. You're not making yeah. playoffs. You're not making the playoffs. You're mathem- You can say that you you're not officially out, but technically you are out, right? Yeah, yeah. They're so, they're they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. So there's there's really no need to to there's really no need in my opinion to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, let let Baker listen. Baker is doing his his audition. Let Baker yeah. audition. Um. I don't know if you guys are going to keep him past this this season, but mm-hmm. let him audition for some teams who are looking for quarterbacks and see if, you know, they're willing to bite next season on him. Um, but again, taking a look at these injuries, um, I'm hesitant to say the 49ers are going to fall off because I, w- I want to see how, how this guy plays this game. If the 49ers win like they're normally winning, I'm going to say they're still a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, I can't count a Kyle Shanahan team out because he seems to find a way to plug guys in and, 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 and people do well. Yeah. So I want to kind of hold my reservation part. to after this game, I could probably give a better response, mm-hmm. but, um, I still will consider them based on the question you asked. I still will consider them one of the top three teams in the NFC still. Well, I think this Sunday's game, they play Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. is going to go a long way to, you know, people kind of seeing what kind of team they are without if Jimmy Garoppolo. Them, uh, again, what we know about what, what we know about Tampa Bay, they haven't scored over 20 points in God knows how long. Mm-hmm. So the question is, can this guy here get over 20 points? 
with the offense that they have? Can he make over 20 points? It's going to be hard if uh, they're not getting turnovers. So Tampa Bay's defense is not a bad defense. It, right, they, can, they, they can defend. And this is like a really a, a rookie quarterback who's going to come in and try to establish himself playing, uh, you know, against a Tom Brady team. It's going to be difficult. I think it's going to be difficult. And we'll, we'll see what happens with that when it comes to those two teams playing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this game is going to tell me a little bit of what I want to know because Tampa Bay, despite their struggles, are a playoff team. They play in a weak division. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that game kind of plays out when it comes to San Francisco's ability to move the ball and to score touchdowns. Uh, and whether or not, if they're not, you know, whether if they're not successful, you know, moving the ball, how much that will tire out San Fran's defense. The San Fran's defense is is A1 uh, when it comes to stopping the run, stopping, keeping teams off the uh, scoreboard. But if you're playing if you're playing alongside an offense that can't hold the ball, then things can work out differently. And the guy like Tom mm-hmm. Brady, if he, if he gets enough bites at the apple, can make you pay for it. Agreed. Yeah. Also, um, last week, we had an injury to Lamar Jackson. The Baltimore Ravens quarterback is potentially out for one to three weeks. So does that mean that Baltimore is no longer a contender in the AFC? Mm. I still think that they'll, that they'll make the playoffs. The question is, is where it's all going to depend on where they fall. Okay. They need to be in one of their top three slots. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, advance. If they drop to one of the lower slots, it, it might be a one and done for them. Okay. Um, so um, to me, to me, it's very concerning because w- we have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Baltimore has not played consistently good football all season long. They have not. They, they have been up and down. And okay. you know, again, you know, as as you talk about betting on yourself. Lamar is betting on himself. Unfortunately for Lamar, I feel that they're going to franchise tag him. Yeah. Next season, which is going to piss him off even more. Mm-hmm. He's going to get paid in in the forties because I think because of the salaries, it's an average. He's going to get paid in the forties. Um, and they're going to try to. The thing is, he's drawing a line in the sand. He wants fully guaranteed money. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens want to leave some money off the table. Like most teams are going to want to. Right. right. And people are saying that the deal that Cleveland did, that's an anomaly. Mm -hmm. Right. Which it is. And it should be because of all the players that should be getting a fully guaranteed contract. Deshaun Watson is not one of them. Right. Now, do I think Deshaun Watson will get back to Deshaun Watson form? It may not be this year, but I guarantee you by next season, he'll be he'll be back. Dirty D will be Deshaun Watson again. All right. But um, as of right now, the guy hasn't played football in two years. It's going to take some time. Yeah. It takes some time for him to get back to his football shape, his football acumen, his check down style, all that. So it's going to take some time. Um, but, uh, you know, I I feel bad for Lamar because, I, because here's the thing. I really, really like Lamar Jackson. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Despite all the negative that's said about his, his his quarterback style, I really like the guy. I really, really do, and I want and I, and I want the guy to get paid. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel, and he thinks, in in you know he, he he may be thinking the grass is greener somewhere else. I just feel that NFL owners are going to be against giving a fully guaranteed deal of 200 plus million to a quarterback. Yeah. Now, I mean, people will argue and say, well, John, what are you saying? Um, Kirk cousins got a guaranteed deal. He got a guaranteed 84 million over three years. Yep. Not 84, not 250 million over six, seven years. Yeah. Hey, there's a difference. I think owners are very susceptible to be like, what you want? What you want? You want how much? You want a quarter billion guaranteed? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Even Pat Mahomes' contract, as bloated as it is, four hundred, it's half a billion. Mm-hmm. Right. They gave him a ten-year, 
half a Billy contract. Yep. He didn't get a fully guaranteed. He's only fully guaranteed like 190 million. Yeah, and he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Right. And it, yeah, and he's it's not the it's best. not happening. It's not happening for like, like you know Lamar, yeah. but I think his loss to that knee injury, I think uh I think even with Lamar Jackson, I didn't see Baltimore winning the Super Bowl or getting to the Super Bowl. Um I think without him now, it's likely that they may because uh, if I'm him, you know your 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 money's on the line. You're not going to rush back from this knee injury, right? Um, you, he may serve all one, you know, to three weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. He's going to sit out in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, he has every right to do so. He has to get make sure he's healthy, especially for the style. His style, where he's running a lot, he needs those knees in tip top shape. So. Uh-huh. I don't have an issue with him staying out, but I think Baltimore's going to suffer, and they likely will be a one and done in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right, even if he comes back in time. All right, so uh, it's time for picks. Mm. My favorite part of the show. Mm. In case you guys didn't realize, I went twelve two and one last week. John, you had a great was... week, Rob. You had a great week. I suffered. Yeah, you did. You went nine five and one. So, you know, that's still a good week, but not uh, comparable, comparable to the great week that I had. It's okay. All right. So week 14 picks, we already picked one. Uh, Vegas, as usual, choked. So we both got that one wrong. We picked the Raiders, and they lost 17-16 to um, the rant. Before you continue, I have a message to, the, to, to Raider Nation. You guys owe me and Rob $100 each for your failure to close out a game that had to be one of the most easiest picks to pick. And somehow yeah. you guys screwed it up. Yeah. You guys owe us a hundred dollars each. I'm looking Why? for the organization to pay us a hundred dollars. They probably owe a millions of people more, more than that for that. Right. Debacle. But they owe us because we believed in them and because we propped them up as starting off our week with a W and due to the value of our podcast, for this for this episode, they owe us two hundred dollars. Well, uh, don't stay up looking for that money. Um, but you know, Raiders once again choked, and this season has been a total disaster. Uh, Eagles and Giants NFC East clash. Eagles, one of the best teams in the NFL all season. Giants have been doing it with a lot of smoke and mirrors. Uh, what do you think takes place when these two guys, or when the, when these two teams meet up on Sunday? Yeah, especially reports coming out that uh, Saquon might not even play. He might have a neck yeah. injury. Um, yeah, Saquon. I, got I, the Eagles. I, I, I think Saquon, I think Saquon is going to be there. Yeah, I got the Eagles winning that. Uh, as uh, everybody knows, I am a Giants fan, but you got to keep it real. Eagles are going to win that maybe by double digits. Uh, Jets and the Bills part two. Bills lost to the Jets the first time. Will the Jets beat them again? The answer is no. Um, Let's not forget, those are coming off a bye. They're they're rested. That elbow's rested. They're mm-hmm. going to light them on fire. Um, I got Bills at least by a touchdown. Okay. This is going to be so, an anomaly game. I think the Jets' defense is going to get lit up. Okay. Uh, I also agree Bills are going to win. I think that game is going to be close. Uh, the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, Joe Burrow has had issue with Cleveland. I don't think he has an issue this week with Cleveland. Uh, and I think the Bengals will defeat the Browns. John, do you agree? Agreed. He's going up against Dirty D. <laughs> Sorry, Dirty D. You're not ready yet. You're not ready for Burrow. Okay. Cowboys and Texans, the Battle of Texas. I don't yeah. think this is going to be much of a battle. I like the Cowboys by multiple scores. But this could be a trap game because the Cowboys yes. are, uh, you know, they are just notorious for letdowns at least a couple a year. This could potentially be a letdown. Um, but I do have the Cowboys winning this game. Um, I agree. I, you know, here's the thing. I'm doing this on what I see on paper. On paper, the Cowboys should blow the brakes off the Texans. But as a fan of football, I would and a fan of laughing at the Cowboys, I would not be surprised if the Texans were to win this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised, but. I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. Uh, Cowboys over Texans. Vikings and Lions. NFC uh, North matchup. John, what's your take on this one? 
I got the Vikings winning a very contested game. I like mm-hmm. the Lions. I like what the Lions are doing. I think the Lions are going to be a team to look out for in upcoming seasons. They're playing better football, but I just think they just too many weapons. Their defense is still on the defense side of the ball. They need some work. The offense is mm-hmm. offense is playing. It looks mm-hmm. like they ha- it looks like they have their quarterback. The offense is playing. Um, so but but their defense is lacking, and I think close game Vikings win by three. Yeah, I agree. Vikings will be uh, the better team in that one and come out with the victory. Titans and the Jags. I like the Titans. John, do you think I'm off my rocker? Nope, I got the Titans as well. Titans by five. Jaguars are are are, are coming. They're just not here yet. All right. They're not ready yet. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh, Lamar Jackson potentially out of this game. Do the Pittsburgh Steelers take advantage on Sunday? I believe they do. I believe mm-hmm. that the Steelers will win this game. Um, listen, Huntley's a good quarterback. I just don't think this game's going to be a very heavy field goal game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Steelers win. All right. The Seahawks and the Panthers. John, what do you think happens with the Seahawks and the Panthers uh, this Sunday? This is a trap uh, game. This is a trap game for the Seahawks, but the Seahawks will win. Mm-hmm. By three, the Seahawks should, should should blow the brakes off. For some reason, okay. I, I don't think they will. It's, this this, this game's gonna be closer than you think. Mm-hmm. I got the Seahawks by three, though. Okay, I agree. Seahawks will win that one. Dolphins Chargers Tua against the Los Angeles Chargers team disappointment. What do you think happens? I think the Chargers win. The Chargers get oh. get some guys back. Some guys are health. Um, to get guys back, I want to see what Bosa and um that that that, that line can do. I want to see what the what they can do. I got I, I got the Chargers w- winning a nail biter by three. All right, I've already said I'm done with the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going with the Dolphins. They should be motivated after uh, losing against the San Francisco 49ers. I think they'll be a motivated team. Uh, and I think they will beat the Dolphins uh, this Sunday. How about the Bucks and the Niners? What do you think will take place when Tom Brady plays his childhood favorite team? So my process on this is the Buccaneers, despite they've been winning, they can't score. They've been winning scoring 17 points or less. Mm-hmm. They're playing up against a juggernaut uh, offense. Now, granted, yes, Jimmy G is out, but the Fortnite have playmakers, and it's in San. You know, it's in Cali. I got the Forty ers winning a nail biter by two. All right, listen, Tom Brady usually turns it up late in the season. Tampa Bay has enough of you know a pretty solid defense. I like the two-headed running back with Rashad White and Rashawn White and Leonard Fournette. I think the the uh, Buccaneers will create some turnovers with the first-year quarterback, and I think that is going to help them win a low-scoring game. I like the Bucks to beat San okay. Francisco. And here's the thing: I I hear you, but but let's not forget the San Francisco 49ers have a guy named Bosa. Okay, who's going to get to Tom Brady because Tom Brady is not a mobile quarterback. Okay, Tom Brady is, is one of the smartest ones, though. He knows how to get rid of the ball. Huh. I like I like Tampa. Okay. Um, Chiefs and Broncos, do we both agree that Chiefs are going to handle the Broncos? This is going to be a game. Listen, what happened to the Chiefs last week losing to the Bengals? This was a game that if I was, uh, if I was Russell Wilson, I would, I would fake an injury not to play. This is going to be a massacre. No, well, I don't think it'll be a massacre. I think the Listen, Chiefs are going to win. As good as Denver, as good as Denver defense has played, Denver's defense is about to get lit up this weekend. Okay. Every we'll year, see. every year, a very good defense always gets lit up for a game. This mm-hmm. is the, this is their lineup game. Okay, I'm expecting nothing less than 15 point win. Okay, from the Chiefs. Yeah. All right, I'd like the Chiefs, but it'd probably be a little closer than that. Um. Patriots and the Cardinals. 
Monday night. What do you think takes place? Belichick against uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, is this going to be a Arizona air show or can New England pull this out? Here's the thing. I am concerned about Mac Jones. The mm-hmm. offensive Matt Patricia is a horrible offensive coordinator. No, he's uh, not an offensive coordinator. It's he's not an offensive coordinator. Yeah, That's he's not. horrible. He's horrible at it. Um, I feel bad. I do. I feel bad for Mac Jones. I don't know if you watched the last game they played, and Mac Jones was yelling towards the coaching staff, asking them what are they doing. Mm-hmm. I feel emotionally he's lost. Mm-hmm. And he's angry. Um, and, you know, th- this is a Bill Belichick problem. Bill Belichick needs to go find him an offensive coordinator. Okay. Go, go get an offensive coordinator coach within the season. This game here, I don't know why I'm going with the Cardinals. My heart tells me to go with the Patriots. But I'm going with the Cardinals because I like, like I feel Kyler Murray got got something in him. He got something in him to pull this game out. I don't I don't think I don't know what he has in him, but he's going to have something on him. That's going to be Matthew Judon. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think the Patriots are going to create turnovers, and that's how they're going to win this game. I like New England to beat the Arizona Cardinals this Monday night, and they'll be over 500 when it's all said and done. Okay. All right. All right, uh, you can Cardinals continue. No, that's fine. We we know this season you have the right to be wrong. So, um, what's the overall records? Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Uh, so far this season, you have picked. Well, we picked the same amount of games. You have gotten one hundred and twelve, one hundred and twelve right, eighty-one wrong, and two ties. Wait, how many? How many right? One twelve. 112 right. 81 wrong and two ties. Oh, God. 81 of them. Ooh. Yeah. Conversely, I have 124 correct. Mm. 69 wrong and two ties. Oh. Yes. So. This is bad. Yeah. Well, I talked all that smack. Yeah, you sure, you sure did. You sure talked a lot of smack, and I warned you on multiple occasions not to do so, and you did not heed my heed my advice. <sighs> but it's okay, you know. You live and you learn. You know, hopefully, that'll be a good lesson for you. So, mm. all right. So, if you guys want to kind of follow up on our picks, you can join the Brothers of Ball and Sports group on Facebook. It's Brothers Ball and Sports. We're still accepting. Some, some new members, if, you, if you're interested in talking about some sports. Instagram at Brothers Ballin' Podcast and Gmail, Blood Brothers Ballin' at gmail.com. Remember to set your fantasy lineups. Fantasy playoffs are either here or starting next week. Don't lose because you're too busy to set your lineup. Be a good brother. Be a good sister. Take care. Peace. Peace.